Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What takes us apart is the ability and the willingness of all the Ubisoft employees to try new things. This energy, you don't see that everywhere. It's really something that is extremely strong at Ubisoft. You're listening to the Ubisoft Game Makers podcast. I'm Charles Adam Foster Simard. In 1986, the five Gimo brothers founded a company called Ubisoft in Brittany, France. Today, Ubisoft has more than 50 studios and business offices around the world over 20,000 team members, and it is the creative powerhouse behind beloved franchises like Assassin's Creed, Far Cry, Watch Dogs, the Tom Clancy brands, and many more. To celebrate Ubisoft's 35th anniversary, I'm very glad to welcome Ubisoft CEO and co-founder Yves Guimot, who's going to talk about his experience leading the company over the last 35 years, what Ubisoft's priorities are today, and how he sees the future of our fast-changing industry. Hello, Eve. Hello. Thank you for joining us today. I'm so happy to be with you today. Well, it's a pleasure to have you. I'm interviewing you today for Ubisoft's 35th anniversary. So I just wanted to ask you first, you know, how are you feeling today on this uh, pretty momentous occasion for, for the company? I feel really good. I feel um, very happy uh, to see what has been achieved. And uh, I think that there's so much possibilities for the future. I'd like you to take us back to the very origins because you're CEO of Ubisoft, but you're co-founder. So, you know, you were there at the beginning, but there are other people there with you. So can you take us back for those who don't know a little bit, the origin story of the company, how it all started? So it's five brothers. Uh, we are five brothers and uh, our parents who had a, a company, but uh, that company was set to disappear because uh, the state wanted to actually make that business done differently. So my parents said to my brother, you have to come back. It was Michel. Uh, you have to come back, Michel and Claude, and help to find a new business that will, uh, mm -hmm. that will work for the company. So they tried many things. They went to computers in, uh, in farms, to uh, a small shop where you could sell a certain number of, uh, of products for farmers. And in that shop, actually, at one point, we had Commodore 64 and Amstrad CPC with games. And they were sold at three times the price that uh, they were sold in the UK. But this was an agricultural store. For sure, yes. Okay, but you were also selling video game That's right, you were selling uh, uh, boots, um, trousers, um, <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, for farmers. Okay, all, why not? All the things uh, like, um, all the things for farmers, and including a little bit of entertainment. <laughs> and in the entertainment, you had those those machines. And so my brother, Michel, when he, he went for New Year uh, in London with his girlfriend, 
he saw that those games were really sold three times less. Mm. And he said, maybe there's a business there. We could probably take those products from England and take them into France. So that's what he did. And he created a mail order company that became instantly successful. I was there with him at the beginning. How old were you at the, at the uh, 26. Okay. So it was really his thing. And my brother Claude was actually importing audio DVDs. And this business took off. And retailers, when they saw those games, they said, can you also uh, sell us some of those games? Mm. So we started to sell to the distribution. Mm. And then uh, we couldn't sell to all the shops because in Paris or, or the big department stores, they didn't want to buy by telephone. They wanted to see somebody. And then I was assigned to go to Paris and open the big stores. Mm. So I did that and we did it for a while and it worked. And then we said, okay, now we have to create a publisher because it's important that we create our own products. So I had that task to, to do, to, to create the publisher. So I created Ubisoft, right. um, where we worked only with third-party developers, people that were uh, working at home. Uh, very often they were 17 years old, working alone on a computer to actually create uh, small games, but very nice games. So we started with them and with a small team in-house. And we created a, a game that was called Zombie. And at the same time, we were distributing some English publishers, right. Elite System. And the Elite System business was actually financing the investment we were putting in creating games. Mm. And that's how Ubisoft was created. All the financing came from the distribution part. And step by step, we were able to have enough revenue to create games that... We started to sell in France, but we sold them uh, very quickly in the UK, uh, in Germany. Mm. And I remember the order from Germany on Zombie was almost the same quantity in one order that what we sold in France for the last 12 months. Wow. So you realize that, uh, yes, you knew it was an international business, yeah. but uh, when you see it on paper, it's something else. And then we went that way for a few years. And then my two brothers, Gerard and Michel, came to Paris to create the studio. The first production studio. First big production studio, because we had a small production studio, as I said, with one team. Yeah. But um, we realized very quickly that it was um, important to create big studios. So as Gerard was already working in uh, Brittany to follow the game that we were creating with external people and that small team. But Michel uh, was still taking care of the first company that we created. Mm -hmm. And when he came with Gerard in Paris, we really went after the creation of uh, right. big studios. And we started by France, Paris, and then Romania. And very quickly after, Montreal and uh, Shanghai. Right. So pretty early you were opening studios, you know, outside of France. You were going international. Exactly. And uh, my two other brothers, Christian, was taking care of the account, mm -hmm. uh, taking the business from my mother. My mother was really uh, the one taking care of the account for <laughs> a long time. And when she decided to retire, it took over. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting because when you're looking at the history of Ubisoft, I always see a lot of publishing in the beginning. But from what you're saying, it sounds like the publishing was kind of financing the development. Like quite early on, you wanted to produce and develop Ubisoft's own games, right? 
Exactly. That's what we wanted to do. But right. as we all know, even at that time, it was uh, costly to create games. Mm -hmm. Now, I want to ask you a sort of personal question because I think not many people in the world are, are in your position of having co-founded a company, you know, 35 years ago and, and see it now include more than 20,000 team members and studios all around the world. And I'm wondering if that experience has taught you anything, if you have any, any lessons from those 35 years at Ubisoft that, that you're bringing forward with you in the future? Oh, for sure, they are many lessons. Uh, the, the most important thing is to remember is uh, it's really a group achievement because we were hand in hand uh, in creating those fantastic games, uh, those great experiences. Mm -hmm. The main lesson is, is really work together, have fun together, so you can create a lot more together. Now, you, you mentioned creation, and I mean, of course, Ubisoft has created its fair share of games and franchises and brands throughout those 35 years. And we're in a kind of tricky industry because things are moving always super fast. And I think that's always been the case, right? And that's why we are so passionate by this industry, because the things are not set for the long term. Uh, you have, you know, changes in technologies that are, you know, changing Uh, redistributing the cards to different players. So it's it's really something that helps new ones like us. We were a challenger, we are still a challenger, but and this challenger was able to use those new tech revolutions, uh, new machines, mm -hmm. all the events in the industry to create brands, enter some markets. And in that kind of fast changing pace, how do you know when you're, you know, when you're following a trend, when something is just a trend and when something is like truly a revolution that you can really, that you can really follow and capitalize on and, and become a leader in? So first, there's one element to consider is all those new tech are not successful. So mm. uh, you have to be careful and choose from the, the new trends, the new, the new revolutions, uh, because they are not all going to happen full speed. Some will happen over time and it's good not to be too early in some cases mm -hmm. because when you go too early, you can be tired when it actually takes off. But it's in trying. You try, you see how it goes and you actually accelerate or decelerate depending how it's received by, uh, by players. And so today, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of research and development happening. And, and of course, there's some things that you can't talk about. But what are some of the, the new techs, the new innovations that you have your, your eyes on that you're kind of really following and interested in for the future? There are really two things that are major and will transform the industry a lot. It's cloud. And with cloud, there's more AI. As you have more machine power, we will be able to create universes that will be fantastic in which the world will react to you a lot more than it does today. And you will be able to, to be with other people big time, creating things, building, being your own stuff that you will be able also to own, which is a new trend uh, mm -hmm. as well. And the second thing is VR. VR is at the beginning. And it started very strong, yeah. but then it became a, a bit less important for a while. And I feel that it's going to come back big time. Right. What will be the exact form of the glasses and so on to make you feel that reality? We don't know exactly yet, but I see that being emerged in a world in 360, it's something that is going to change the, the universe. Mm -hmm. 
Now, we're talking about a bunch of different kinds of games, kinds of experiences, kinds of technologies and breakthroughs as well. And for me, also for Ubisoft, it's been uh, the variety of types of games that Ubisoft has released over the years, like a, a really wide variety in terms of genre, in terms of types of players that we're trying to speak to. Has that variety always been really important to, to you and for the company? Yes, it has always been uh, very important because it came with what our teams also wanted to create. So mm -hmm. the goal of the company was always to give enough abilities to the teams to come with new ideas and take them to the market. So that's how the company was created, actually. And bringing it back to today and to what's coming next, you know, what do you think in this competitive landscape sets Ubisoft apart from, from other, other developers in the industry? So those days, we still have to improve our abilities to create the best games. And we are working hard on our engines, on our tools in general, and in studying more the market to see where things are going. But what takes us apart is the ability and the willingness uh, of all the Ubisoft employees to try new things, this goal to change the world. And so this energy... You don't see that uh, everywhere. Mm -hmm. It's really something that is extremely strong at Ubisoft. Mm. And that's how you see as kind of uh, one of our goals is to really to change the world with the games and the products that we make. It's exactly the goal. And if we really can make this place a better place by bringing a lot of fun and the possibility for people to actually hang out together and have fun, we will have achieved something very fantastic. Mm -hmm. You're connecting a lot the, the history of Ubisoft when, with where we are today and where we're heading next, which I think is really interesting and, and fits, of course, because you've been here the whole time. For you, is there something like an unshakable truth, like a core kind of value to Ubisoft that has, that has always stayed the same and, and that, that you want to really defend and protect as we move forward? Yeah, I think the most important thing is um, for people to feel good when they are in their job, for them to also work with other people that are smart and, and that are pushing them to, to do more, uh, not because they force them, but because they want to actually succeed together in creating uh, something exceptional. Mm -hmm. But the goal of each one here is really to find this full potential and, and to continue to work on yourself so that you get better, you improve yourself and you're happy with what you become. What we want is um, for people to really feel at home when they are at Ubisoft so that they can be happy to meet, work, chat with all the other members of the company and uh, be themselves mm -hmm. when they are there and not play a role, but be themselves and make sure they create uh, great things together. The, the goal of the company is really to make sure that we create fantastic games, but that the teams actually create something that they are extremely proud of and that each individual in that team feels that he brought really a huge part of what was done. And so it's a collective creation for the benefit of the world we live in. So that's what I love in Ubisoft, being humble, but create and try to create experiences that will please people for ages. Mm -hmm. You sent an email to Teams recently and, and you actually talked about, about the values of the company and what was kind of driving us. And you mentioned freedom and responsibility in that email. I'm wondering if you can talk a little bit about that and, and what you meant by that. Yes, what I meant is um, that we 
we need to be ourselves because that's where we perform the best. So the limit of that is uh, respect for all the other people that are around you and that everything you do is really in favor of a good consensus and a good fun also for everyone around you. So the responsibility is to make sure that when you do things, you really respect others and you not only respect, you work with them and you make sure that it is a collective achievement. So it's not yourself, it's not you alone, it's really a group creating things, achieving results. Collective effort. Yes. And finally, Eve, I wonder if you can share a little funny story or an anecdote, maybe something that you haven't shared before. Uh, It's a little bit of a legend in the building. We're all now sharing the same building at Mm -hmm. HQ. Yes. And uh, some interns sometimes see you in the elevator. Yeah, we all have a mask now, so it's uh, it's different than uh, what it was. But I asked the person who was in the elevator, what do you do, in which uh, service are you? And uh, the person told me. And then the answer was uh, also, and you, what do you do in the company? And then I... My answer was, I am the boss, but uh, it's <laughs> it was it was funny to to see that somebody coming uh, in the company wouldn't know who who I was actually. <laughs> You're not as famous as you thought, maybe. It it, it I didn't expect everybody <laughs> to know uh, who I was. It's it's just I was surprised by uh, what happened. <laughs> well, thank you very much for uh, all these insightful answers, Eve. You're welcome. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. Ubisoft is celebrating its 35th anniversary with free content for players until December 19th, including rewards, sales, and giveaways. Visit Ubisoft.com to open your gifts and find out what's coming next. This episode of Game Makers was produced and edited by the team at Engel. I'm Charles Adam foster Samard from Ubisoft. Transcripts of our episodes are available on Ubisoft News. For more from Game Makers, remember to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.